You're listening to the Drive Forward Podcast. We're cruising through the latest in transportation to inspire a better tomorrow. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Drive Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jankowski. Today, we're chatting with Tom Harmon, the director of the Federal Highway Administration's National Highway Institute. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Let's go ahead and dive on in. Why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about the Federal Highway Administration's efforts with the Center for Accelerating Innovation and the National Highway Institute and your role there. All right, fantastic. First, Emily, thanks again for inviting me to this conversation today. I am really excited to be here and share a little bit about Federal Highway's mission and my story. Federal Highway's roots began with the Office of Road Inquiry in 1893 under the leadership of General Roy Stone. With a staff of one and a budget of 10,000, the General's charge was the Good Roads Movement, literally focused on getting us out of the mud. From those humble beginnings, my agency has grown along with our state, local, and tribal partners to provide stewardship and oversight to our nation's transportation infrastructure. A focus on innovation and on strategic investment and workforce are keys to our success and for meeting our future challenges. The spirit of General Stone's Good Roads Movement is found today in the Everyday Counts Program, or EDC. I served as the director for the Center for Accelerating Innovation that leads the state and local-based model for identifying and then rapidly deploying proven yet underutilized technologies into widespread practice. Since EDC's inception and rollout in 2011, 52 innovations have been promoted and showcased to save lives, save time, save money, and save resources. Every state has used 19 of the EDC innovations, and some states have advanced more than 40 of them into practice. Things like warm mix asphalt, that one was mine, deconstruction revolution, accelerated bridge construction, smarter work zones, road diets, and ultra-high performance concrete, just to name a few. It has been amazing to be a part of a cultural shift in transportation agencies across the nation, a shift to a culture of innovation. On the workforce side, I am currently humbled to be serving as the director of the National Highway Institute, or NHI. NHI, like the University of Illinois, is part of our nation's learning highway helping foster and grow our nation's transportation professionals. 50 years ago, the United States Congress authorized the creation of NHI. And today we have over 400 courses ranging across 18 program areas, from construction to maintenance, highway safety, hydraulics and structures, to finance and environment. With 50 years of training experience, NHI maintains the same mission, to help the estimated 250,000 transportation professionals nationwide to make America's transportation system the best in the world. We believe in three pillars of learning at NHI. Be learner-focused, be relevant, and be experience-driven and engaging. Someone once said, if a product does not teach, it has no value. I take that one farther. I believe if what is taught is not used, it still has no value. Very good. Well, you mentioned that the FHWA basically was started by getting us literally out of the mud. And I I like that expression because it kind of still feels like some of what transportation is, is getting us out of the mud, right? I know one of the things you're passionate about is your role with transportation and how it plays in our society. And 
one of the things that people are often to point out are those flaws maybe in our transportation or like you put it, like getting us out of the mud, right? Like the potholes or our, our aging and declining bridges, but transportation is so much more than that. How do you excite the public or even the next generation of civil engineers about this field? Okay, excellent, excellent. So I, in accepting this visit today, I told you this was gonna be a conversation, not just a question and answer. So I'm, I'm gonna turn the script around a little bit and say, so Miss Emily, what's your why? How does transportation play a critical role to you? Well, for me, transportation prior to the pandemic was that nine to five pace kind of life, right? Where you get in your car to go to work and then you come on home. But being a little biased and working for Illinois Center for Transportation now in a, a university-led research facility like this, it's, it's really great to be able to see the potential for equity improvements in our transportation and being able to see benefits for all individuals and different, different walks of life. Absolutely, and that, that, is, that is very cool and it's great to hear your passion. Uh, one of the challenges I invite everybody listening today to do is Take a pause, take a moment, and think about what your why is and write it down, write it down. Um, you know, so often we just get tied into the day-to-day -day and we're worried about the potholes, we're worried about this. Starting with your why uh, help will help you self-motivate and it'll also sometimes steer you in directions you didn't even know. So now for me, this question's kind of fun because I, I didn't start my academic career at the University of Maryland at the age of 17 thinking, Hmm, I don't know, asphalt, that looks cool. Now, I think I'm gonna study civil engineering, get my master's degree in the Midwest, and one day join the Federal Highway Administration so I can help deploy this super paved system. Somehow that's what happened. For me, my why continues to grow. I am very, very fortunate. I love, absolutely love the people I work with. I am passionate about workforce growth. Innovation is just plain cool. And what we do, like you said, it has a positive impact on nearly everybody, or it can, if we're really thinking about the bigger picture. So the advice I often give is create an environment where you can thrive. And to create an environment where we can thrive, we must be growing and we must be developing. And I've learned human development happens when three things are present. So if you remember nothing of the talk today, write this one down. It has to be fun and fun to you. You know, what's fun to you is gonna be different than what's fun to me. It's gotta be enjoyable. It has to be achievable. You know, there has to be uh, both uh, tactical and strategic milestones that are out there. And it has to be challenging because things that are easy, well, we quite frankly disengage from. So fun, achievable, and challenging, F-A-C. That is the fact of human development. And much of it, if not all of it, is in your own hands. How you perceive a project can make it fun or it can make it a burden, um, making sure that you've set milestones throughout. So with that in mind, I challenge everybody to really be conscious about being a lifelong learner. And that is your key to your success, both professionally and personally. If I relied on just what I knew when I graduated from the University of Illinois, I would not be prepared to deal with anything I'm dealing with right now. We have to always be continually growing and learning. And if you want to make an impact in your career, run towards the fire. And what I mean by that is when you see a challenge, don't back away, lean into it. Look for ways to bring people together, innovate and make yourself part of the solution. 
just not part of something that you complain about because that becomes just a problem. Nothing happens there. I think one of the things that you're mentioning here about running towards the fire, I see that as a, a really good uh, passion talk for our, our students here that are well invested in civil engineering. And I know one of the things that is on all of their minds is this word innovation and being able to be that be a part of the next generation of civil engineers. I know that word is certainly a buzzword right now in transportation. And I know FHWA is already busy brainstorming some of the next ideas with its investment at the Center for Accelerating Innovation. And I want to know a little bit more about this initiative and as well as some of the concepts that it's championing right now. It's some of those things that it's going to excite the next generation of civil engineers. Okay. So before I delve into this, and you know, you and I spoke, you're a communications person. Yes. Um, the word innovation uh, is a little ubiquitous. People use it a lot. And it's really important to ask people what they mean by innovation, because for some people, innovation may just mean uh, making the process a little shorter. Or others, innovation might be, you know, um, trip to Jupiter. You have to figure out what people mean by innovation. And for me, I go back to the why. Uh, and innovation has to have an impact that is positive. I, I said earlier, save lives, save time, time, save money, save resources. It's not an innovation to me if it doesn't do those things. So the next big idea that we were talking about, that can happen anywhere, literally anywhere. And fortunately, Federal Highways is not solely in charge of that department. We, in partnership with our many, many stakeholders, are looking beyond historic transportation borders to leverage and this information age to better serve us and our users and ultimately the American public. Things like big data, the internet of things and connectivity are changing the way we do business and expanding our understanding and the role and impact of transportation in our everyday lives. In the current round of the Everyday Counts program, we're currently in round five, EDC five. We have several innovations transforming transportation in this information age. Uh, so I'd like to share three of those with you. First uh, is crowdsourcing for operations. So crowdsourcing turns transportation users, that's you and I, and the vehicles we drive into real-time sensors on sister performance, providing low-cost, high-quality, high volumes of data to help us understand traffic operations, roadway conditions, travel patterns, and so much more. There are several national and international initiatives going on right now exploring this ever-expanding gulf of big data and the use cases, some that range from the obvious like operations and roadway conditions to ones we've never really been able to ask before or get answers to, like understanding the impacts of micro-mobility options on equity and safety. You know, these scooters and other things that are out there, are they helping our transportation workflow, are they hindering? Are they providing better access, increasing equity? These are things that we can learn through the use of this information age. Uh, next up under EDC5 is virtual public involvement, VPI. VPI provides a robust public engagement during the transportation planning and project development to accelerate the project delivery by identifying issues and concerns early in the process. As you may suspect, the VPI team has been very in very high demand during the current national health crisis. About everybody wants to know how to get it done and get it done virtually, just like we're doing today with Zoom. Another innovation that continues to innovate is the use of unmanned aerial systems or drones. 
Drones provide benefits in nearly all aspects of transportation, from inspection to construction to operations. They provide high quality, safe, automatic and remote data. And they're just plain fun to fly. Well, speaking of futuristic concepts, I know here at Illinois Center for Transportation, we have our sights set on building an autonomous and connected vehicle track known as the Illinois Autonomous and Connected Track in Rantoul, Illinois. From a federal perspective, how do you see university-led initiatives like this one changing the game of transportation? Okay, so connected and autonomous vehicles, the buzzword of innovation, wow. So this is cars talking to the roads, bridges talking to trucks, and cars talking to each other. It literally is an amazing time to be in transportation today. The Illinois Autonomous and Connected Track is gonna open the university to this growing and agile community of cutting edge transportation that is helping us identify challenges and come up with real world solutions. We are still almost a decade away from truly fully autonomous vehicles. We need universities like the University of Illinois and many, many others to help us get there safely, get there faster. So I, I applaud the university for leaning in this direction. Uh, you're one of many people and there's so much, so much to be learned and researched. So um, kudos to the U of I for that one. Wonderful. Well, you know, speaking of future, Tom, what sort of legacy are you hoping to leave at the Federal Highway Administration with all of your efforts there? You know, I, I must be getting old because they're asking me legacy questions. Probably a good question for uh, everybody to think about as they're starting their journey in the career. You know, uh, I'm going to do this job. But am I creating a legacy? Uh, for me, I've been extremely fortunate throughout my academic, professional, and personal careers to have some amazing mentors. At the University of Maryland, Dr. Matt Woodsack and Dr. Chuck Schwartz encouraged me to dig deeper to understand the principles behind the standards. That led to my graduate study at the University of Illinois, and there I had an advisor, Moreland Heron. Oh man, what an amazing gentleman. Um, he taught me the importance not only of my academic studies, but really the importance of work-life balance. And then these other characters that roam the halls at U of I, uh, Joe Murtha, Ernie Berenberg, Marshall Thompson, Mike Garter, they shared their passion for engineering, but also their love of the students and their deep fellowship with one another. I've tried to live by their examples. I, I focus on people. I, I look to establish trust, build relationships, foster the parcel partnerships, and then things like workforce and innovation actually become easy and fun. My journey has taught me the power of people, and as the leader, I focus on people first, then partnerships, then program. I don't start with the innovation, I start with the people first. Those are my three Ps. I hope my legacy is found in the emerging champions of today. I hope that something little I've shared with them, and maybe you today, will help you or them in their journey, as so many have helped me in mine. Finally, I'd like to end uh, with a shout out to Dr. Ahmad El Khadi, uh, who I consider both a friend and someone I've learned from through his example. Ahmad is an amazing engineer, but his real superpower is his ability to build coalitions and actively mentor all those around him. Uh, and Emily, I thank you today for inviting me. Um, if you have any other thoughts or questions you want to bounce off of me, I would love to try. Um, and I wish everybody listening the very best. And here's my challenge. I challenge each of you to write down your why. And then create an environment where we can all thrive. 
Wow. Well, fantastic, Tom. That's great. I think that's a great challenge to others to be able to write down their why. Uh, that's that's all I had for today. Thank you so much for your willingness to join us on the Drive Forward podcast. And listeners, as always, thank you for staying tuned in. The Drive Forward podcast is a production of Illinois Center for Transportation, a research center of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We invite you to subscribe to the Drive Forward podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And while you're there, feel free to like or rate us. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation rolling by using the hashtag DriveForward. Forward.